Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing. This is your actual Christmas special and we're putting out this episode early for you. So uh, rather than putting it out uh, on the Monday, we thought we'd go early and we'd give it to you on Christmas Eve. Um, hello, Christopher Glasson. Ah, what's up? What's going, what's going on? I've never said that before in my life, but there we go. <laughs> is it griming or grinding? What is it? Guan. What one? What's one? What one? Ah, right. Ah, okay. Um, say it like wag one. Wag one. There we yeah. go. Oh, okay. That voice you hear there is um is actual chart bothering there. Um, <laughs> it's cunting the gang. Hello. Oh no, no! Don't start this chart bothering business because anything can anything can happen before two days time. <laughs> so what we can happen. what we thought we'd do is um. Obviously, for, for listeners of Hardcore Listing, you're aware that we've been uh, championing this, that, uh, that Cunt is, is, is making a, 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 a strive for the Christmas top spot with his, uh, his track, Boris Johnson is a fucking cunt. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that we, we'll talk about the furore uh, and, and the media furore, uh, specifically, that it's, it's called recently. Um, but today is the last day that you can buy that track. Uh, no, no, that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's coming. Sorry, Fucking ignore me. I was going to no. say because it's coming out tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, all good, yeah. mate. It's all good. I, I was Sorry. confused, and I and, and I knew what we were doing. So <laughs> this will be out on Christmas Eve, and it's the yeah. last day you can try and get your copies bought to try and put a dent on the Christmas number one spot. Um, before we get on with uh, the episode and 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 introduce Cunt, um, Chris sponsors. Yes, Love Beer, Love-Beer.co.uk. Charles from uh, Love Beer is delivering. Lager and beers to your door with a discount code LBHCLP. Go online, check it out. He's got some wonderful uh, beers in at the moment that you can get at a discount. And yeah, that's Love Beer. You're going to whiz through them. Who else we got, mate? Um, uh, we've got. Yeah, can I just stop you there? Was that one of theirs the other week that I had brown yours? It's really horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been a cunt. It was lovely. <laughs> You're fucking with our money, mate. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, so we've got two sponsors. One is Egg Fried and one is Bang Boom Creati- uh, Creative. Uh, I imagine no longer do we have love beer. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to shout out uh, Luke Van Boom. Um, Luke, who is uh, he's, he's a, a dear friend of the podcast and a supporter from uh, early, early doors. And uh, And, yeah, if you want some incredible uh, videos uh, done or if you've got a podcast and you want some some kind of uh, video content put together for that or you've got a business or or even if you need photography if you've seen the photos of Chris and I the last photo shoot we had uh, that was Luke's work so um so go and check out and we actually Bang look Boom good Creative. we do we do he's he's the ultimate turd polisher um mm-hmm. and who's our most recent sponsor Chris egg fried egg fried sell streetwear uh, Japanese punk hip-hop inspired Cunt fucking hates it. Um, <laughs> I, I got him a t-shirt. He threw it straight in the bin. Um, no, I, I, no, you... no, I did. That's a, such a lie. I used it as a wank rag. <laughs> um, no, I've seen their stuff. He's, he's fucking lovely. I'm, I'm not getting paid to endorse it, but their stuff's fucking lovely. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Uh, and, also, and, them last, 
And them last couple of fucking photos of you, like, they didn't even look like you, they were so good. <laughs> I don't know if the bloke's going to thank you for calling him the ultimate turd polisher. That's not a quote you fucking want on your website, is it? Can't, I'll t- that, that's one of the kind of things we've called our sponsors. <laughs> uh, we, don't know, we don't know how they're still with us. Uh, egg fried, also you can get discount egg fried using the code egg salad and you can get some uh, lovely uh, discount off your streetwear. They also do handmade denim, mm. which I think is pretty snazaruski. Right. We know that we've got limited time we've come today because this is like literally the, the, the ultimate time now to, to, to push and push and push. And um, before we get on to, uh, well, what, first of all, what is your top five today? Uh, the top five uh, Christmas songs. Perfect. Thought it'd be, be, be a nice topical one to do. Lovely jubbly. So just talk us through, like before we, uh, before we, we start talking records, talk us through the last sort of five days and like, and what's happened? Um, it's just been absolutely bizarre. Just the most bizarre time of my entire life. Um, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm like a kid at Christmas. You know what I mean? I'm waking up at five o'clock in the morning, and the first thing that pops into my head is, Boris Johnson's a fucking cunt. He's going to be in the charts. <laughs> It's just been such an exciting time. And I know, you know, this is the good bit before the inevitable tabloid backlash, which is going to happen when they discover the rest of my back catalogue. But <laughs> I'm, I just, I just, I'm just trying to enjoy this because I know it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You know, I've, I've, spent, I've spent 30 years uh, writing, writing these little songs and then all of a sudden, it's, you know, I've sort of had a couple of near-misses near misses before in the past, but nothing like this. It's just gone crazy. It's, it's like, oh, I've always felt with it, like you're kind of pedalling up an hill. And sometimes you have to pedal a bit harder. And every time, yeah, every now and then, you kind Sorry of... Sorry to interrupt you. What's just, that? Let's come through. Uh, it's from the, uh, the Echo. Hi, Stu. Hope you're good. Looking at that song, Boris Johnson is a cunt. Am I right in saying you know him? Can I have his number, please? <laughs> 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 just come through. Oh, uh, brilliant. Go on, sorry, uh, mate. I have, to, I have to say, yeah, it's, it's been like that over the last couple of days. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, you you know what it's like doing anything creative and getting it out, out there. You have to you have to work really hard, you know, and, and not, you know, not like down a mine or, or that kind of hard work, but, you know, you have to spend long hours on it. You have to, you know, concentrate really hard and you have to just be fucking persistent because it's, it's just really hard to get anything out there. And especially, like, since the social media companies kind of are set up to, do paid advertising, yeah. you know, and you can't get out to your followers. You just have to work things really hard to kind of get anything out there. And um, all these years of kind of peddling and peddling and peddling, and sometimes it's harder. And every now and then you kind of get on a straight bit. And then all of a sudden, it's like I've just got to the top of the hill and I've took my feet off and it's just kind of going downhill. And, I've, you know, it, it's it's just snowballed and gone fucking mental the last few days. And I'm not necessarily saying it's going to end well, but I'm enjoying this bit before it does all go You, might, you might go over the crossroads and there's going to be a truck waiting for you. <laughs> well, let, let me say, in the next two days, I'm isolating in my shed. Fucking doors are locked. I'm going near no grassy knolls. Just... <laughs> <laughs> you said that you've, you know, you've, you've had to work really hard and this took a long time to do. How, how hard was it and how long did it take to, to write the lyrics? Um, yeah, I mean... I see you're being sarcastic there, but actually, <laughs> but you know, the thing is, people like you ain't gonna, you know, you won't see the layers in it. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think it's quite nuanced, and I think there's somewhere in that there's a feeling you're you're trying to convey a feeling about Boris Johnson, but I haven't quite got to the bottom of it. But, but sure, you've got no chance. The thing is, with a song, Chris, you know, not everything, not everything is like Barbie Girl. Do you know what I mean? It's not like sometimes things are a grower. Do you know what exactly. I mean? And, and you'll you'll listen to it and listen to it, and um, it's only it's only fifty five seconds long. So if you've got an hour, you can listen to it sixty times, and then you might kind of get the inner meaning. And of then it. and the spare seconds I've got to figure out what the, what the message is. Yeah, yeah. But on on a on a more on a more serious note, when you write a song called Boris Johnson is a fucking cunt, you could you could spend your time explaining why you think he's a cunt, right? But I think everyone thinks he's a cunt for lots of different reasons. It's open to interpretation, isn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah, so I, you know, I wanted everyone to just get what they wanted from the track. Do you know, I didn't want it to be... I write a lot of specific songs about specific things, but this is my stay another day. Do you know mm. what I mean? Everyone can relate their own situation to it. Absolutely. Um, a great shout there. We'll, we'll come back to that in a, in a little bit. Um, yeah, All right. I, I agree. I think that I've got my own reasons for feeling a certain way to, uh, towards Boris Johnson. And I'm not saying that there's that, that job is, a, is, is an easy job, especially during these times, but there's... He'd burnt his bridges with me a long time ago, I think. And uh, well, so it, convey, it conveys certain feelings that, yeah, it's like... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he's a cunt because what he's, what he's done since the pandemic started, yeah. Yeah, yeah. although some of it is contributory he towards yeah, it. Absolutely. But he did lots of stuff before then that, 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 was, that, that was fucking cuntish stuff. So... You know, just take your pick, and it for me, mate. That's what it is. Like now, like I've got no charity for him. Like I can't. Like he, he, he uh, my empathy and, and my sort of like thing for him, sort of like burnt out long, long before COVID. And things yeah. he, he said, and things he was happy to do and go along with, and just celebrating lying. And so now he made that bed for himself. So now I don't give him much, much leg room and breathing room now. So yeah, fuck him. <laughs> I no, think when I saw that little picture of him, like in that harness with him, that little like crash helmet and them two flags. <laughs> when I saw that, I think I just thought, "What a fucking cunt!" <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I've ever gone back on that. No, but people people saw that and thought, "That's wacky old Boris. He can't do any harm." But the, the bloke's just—he's a compulsive liar. He says the, he's he's that bloke in a nightclub or go up to a girl and say, "I love you." Yeah, he's Dennis, basically, right? <laughs> just, just, just because he'll get to have it off. Yeah, right? I he'll agree. Say, he'll, he'll say the first thing that comes into his head, yeah. just to, and and then afterwards, when he's kind of questioned on about questioned about, I mean, he's an engaging speaker because he manages to kind of say to people, "Well, I think we just need to move on from that." Like the Dominic Cummings stuff, I think we just need to move on. And then all of a sudden, everyone's moved on. You're like, hold on, I ain't got closure on that. He's, done, he's done a Jedi mind <laughs> trick. And, and he, sells it. <laughs> yes. he sells it on charisma. And, like, charisma's a really great tool. And, like, he must have charisma. He does have charisma. Oh, he, he has got not, charisma. That's not I what mean, you need in a... I don't... You don't... You do need that as to be an influencer and to be a leader. You need charisma. But that's one of the things you need. You also need to not be a brutally compulsive liar and completely happy with doing it. And I think that's the side of him. I'm just like, mate, I can't, can't get behind you. But I, I, I kind of think maybe you do, maybe you do need that to be a leader nowadays because I think Tony Blair was like the watershed moment of <laughs> style over, style over substance. Yeah. And, you know, we, we're never going to be able to go back to, to people that really believe in what they're saying and have the real conviction of their beliefs. I just, can't see how we're ever going to go back to that. Now everything's so media managed and, you know, back to people that just say what they believe and stand up for things that they believe in. I just don't think, you know, I think it's all just to do with the bottom line now and how, how much the backers pay them to say certain things and, you know, but all got, all got a bit serious for a fucking Christmas one. I didn't come on here to have a rent. Keep it light, fuck's sake. <laughs> well, shall, we, shall we move on to the top five then? Let's yeah. let's throw because yeah, I've got some I've I've got some you know ones I can chuck into the mix at some point as well I'm sure Stu has uh, so um, Christmas songs cunt what what's yeah, your, so, what are your favourites well so I, I had a, I had a, I had a couple I want to give a couple of mention before we before we start on the top five because obviously for for me the ones ones when I was growing up are the ones that really resonate yeah. because they've just been such a part of the fabric of Christmas. And the minute you hear it on the radio, that's when Christmas, that's when Christmas has begun. Yeah. But also, they're the songs that you've just kind of overheard. And and like, you know, when I when I was working in shops, you'd have a Christmas tape that went on straight after fucking Halloween and played right the way through to the January on sales. Road. Yeah. And so, you know, you had your slides and your wizards and your fucking Gary Glitters, although not anymore. <laughs> although I, I, I do want to say, Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Christmas, two years ago, I was in South Hocking and Garden Centre doing a Christmas experience with my little nephew on the fucking tannoy as we were waiting to go and see Santa, Rock and Roll Christmas. And I'm thinking, it's either an old tape or there's a Christmas nonce amnesty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, them ones. And like, I, I, know, I know you don't like it, Stu, but the, the, the Shaking Stevens, like, 
I, I like I like all them fucking like seventies and eighties Christmas tracks because they remind me of being a kid, you know. Yeah. Being a kid at Christmas is like the best fucking thing, isn't it? Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. That, look, you said earlier, like waking up Chris, you know, every day like five a.m. A bit like Christmas. Like we did our top five things about Christmas, and my number one is just that feeling, that feeling when you're a kid waking up and it's actually Christmas Day. There's nothing like it. No, it's, it's so brilliant, good, isn't it? Yeah. And like as as you know, as I kind of as I got older. It was sort of, I'd have a kind of fucking like a, a post a post Christmas depression setting after Christmas dinner because you know you're like that's it best bit's gone you know and it's a whole year it's a whole year till it starts again but it's all right now because every cunt has their fucking decorations up in the middle of September so like it's not so long is it exactly. it's a long away it's a quarter of the year now what are you going for for number five right number five. Um, I've gone for um, uh, Band-Aids. Do they know it's Christmas? What one? Band-Aid. Do they know it's Christmas? Do yeah, they the, know the actual it's one Christmas as opposed time. to the other fucking ones. Don't, um, are, you not, are you not talking about the one with like uh, Cliff and Big Fun and Sonia? It <laughs> <laughs> was a good effort, wasn't it? No. That's been written out of history, though, that. Have you yeah, noticed? that one like, has... But I saw the video the other day to the third one with like um, Dizzy Rascal and uh, and the darkness and stuff like that. <clears throat> and you see some of the fucking chicken in the baskets in the background. You just think, was his name Daniel Beddingfield? You just think, why was he there? <laughs> like you just think, Christ! Like he was big though, Daniel Beddingfield. Did he have three number ones or yeah, like, all, all all produced in his bedroom, and then his his sister slid on in there after, didn't he? He was like, I've earned my money, and then Natasha cropped in, yeah, cashed out. He was like, I mean, and that's not a good thing. He was a poor man's Gary Barlow. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I have to say, I have to say, yeah, that, that actually, I think that's pretty rough on him because I think in any other world, Ronan Keating. And Gary Barlow would be two fucking holiday camp chicken in a basket cunts. But we're in this weird parallel universe where that's actually fucking that's good. I mean, mm. it's just it. Just, I mean, it's just bizarre. Fucking, have you seen Ronan <laughs> Keating with his with that that picture of him with Lab Baby? He's got his arms crossed and he's got two sausage rolls in his hand. <laughs> and the amount of people that have photoshopped that and sent me it privately, <laughs> it is just. <laughs> <fucking>. <laughs> I uh, shout out to Ronan Keaton. I had a little Christmas message from him the other day. What? Weird. I, for, I forgot, forgot to tell you about that, Stu. No big deal, but I've got uh, a few few Christmas messages from celebrities. Uh, 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 you know you know my top secret job I can't ever talk to you about. They paid oh, for right. a few. They, you know they have that cameo thing. All oh, right. Hey, so, Chris, it's Ronan. I've called the police. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> him. Like, and I was saying to him, because I didn't give a fuck who it was, and I kept going... Yeah, like because it was this award ceremony, and I, I I won some award, and um and then they had all these messages from people, and I'm like, it's some kind of some cooking program. She was like, oh, I can't, I've literally can't even remember their name now, and, and there was there was someone off a uh, some big big singer, and 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 also Ronan Keating, and Molly was like, that is such a waste on you. They probably paid like four grand or whatever for them to like record a thirty second thing, and yeah, so yeah, I've had Ronan Keating wish me Merry Christmas this year. So you might you might get number one cunt, but I've had a Christmas message from Ronan Keating, so nah, I'd swap it all for that. <laughs> <coughs> um, Band Aid's good, isn't it? The first one. Do you know what? It's a, yeah, it's good. Show. Like, I mean, the video's a bit cringy, and it you know, yeah. and and you kind of you know, so some of the people in it, you kind of question question their motives. But you I, better I not just... be talking about Marilyn. <laughs> Be a one of a bad word said about them. Um, uh, no, I have to say, uh, I just think it's a fucking fantastic song, and, and I think if you strip, you know, you strip away, strip away everything, and all the, you know, all, all the kind of, um, you know, the sort of horrible cynicism around charity things. Like it's just a fucking, it's just a great song, and 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 um, yeah, like just. a like I, I think the lyrics, I think the lyrics are great. I think it's a great tune, and it's got a fucking great chorus, and it's just got a really nice message. and And I think it was kind of done for all the right reasons. Yeah, yeah. So, I think 
Talking about yourself or Band-Aid? <laughs> I think the criticisms that I've seen of that, that, that song now, I mean, fair enough. I can understand, like, in retrospect. But that's life. That's how we move on and, 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 and how we sort of, like, learn to plug things and support charities in the future. But I think it was done for all the right reasons. And I think, yeah. you know... And, and and it was it's catchy and it had it had a heart to it definitely that song yeah, yeah. I, I, I always wanted to cover it you know and uh, with you know with a, with a group of people but obviously no one ever wanted to be associated with me <laughs> but um but I wanted to do the bono line you know obviously uh, but just do it as minimal as you possibly can <laughs> tonight thank God it's them instead of you <laughs> move on. Because <laughs> <laughs> the whole song is in anticipation of that line, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's fan- yeah. Whatever you think about Bono, he doesn't have to give that line some gusto, doesn't he? Yeah, and Corey I think gives it some welly. When they done the second one, who sung that line? I think it might have been Sonia, Ky- Kylie, and someone else, like. It was, yeah, it was a two of them sung that line, I think. And then on the third one, Bono come back and done it again. Oh, really? But Unders played it. Because obviously I don't think his voice is quite what it was. Uh, and he sort of just, yeah, just sung it a, a little bit, kind of changed the key a little bit. And it was like, uh, it's like, it's like when Big Papa Jay said he went to see Paul Young and Paul Young's voice was shot to bits. And he was just like, cause we're... Just kept handing out the yeah. mic to the crowd <laughs> to sing like all the lines. Just sing, oh, don't be pop stars to get old. Um, my, my experience like that was playing with the Bon Jovi tribute at the Castle Main in Basildon, <laughs> and uh, they done Living on a Prayer. <laughs> Whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa, we're living on a prayer. <laughs> Went down an octave. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of famous people, before we get on to number four, um. Who's been kind of lending their support to this campaign? Who, who's, who's got on board? Oh, fucking hell. I mean, like, uh, Ginger Wild Art was the first one, to, first one to tweet about it, and then it kind of started to get a little bit of interest around then, and Charlie Brooker, uh, found, I don't know how he found out about it, but Charlie Brooker tweeted Christmas number one and a, a oh, screenshot of it in October. That's so good. And then um, Miles Hunt got on board quite early, and... You know, just but they're all proper fucking people, aren't they? You know, and um, yeah, in, in the last week it's just gone fucking mental. Uh, Pitt, uh, Scroobius Pitt, Kate Nash, uh, Captain Sensible yesterday, fucking oh, really? it. the UK subs, um, fucking Glenn Matlock from the Pistols, like, do, do you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I'll, after sp- I, you know, I spent 30 years outside of you know, just fucking doing my own thing. And then, to, you know, and yeah, it's just fucking, it's properly, properly blown me away. Because then people, they're the people we grew up with, you know, yeah. and, and you know, and when, you know, our formative, formative years of, of um, listening to music, the Sex Pistols and just like how fucking out there it was. And, you know, and the whole idea of what they did was just such a massive, massive, you know, it was just in our psyche mm. from, from, from when we began making music, you know. So yeah, yeah. To, to to have anything to do with them, you know, even fucking, you know, what, getting one of their fingernails or a pube off a, a toilet seat after Glenn Matlock's had a wee, you'd still fucking have it up on the wall, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's a fucking sex pistol. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, all right, we'll look. We'll, we'll look at kind of some other bits and pieces that've been going on this week. But uh, should we get another Christmas tune in? Yeah. Um, so, cross it. All right. Uh, Number four, um, he's a. Uh, I'm sorry to do this on on your show. He's he's, he's one of my own ones. Uh, <laughs> uh, because uh, I I put a Christmas out. I'm not promote. I'm not promoting it because obviously there's no time for anyone to fucking buy it before Christmas anyway. Um, uh, but I put a Christmas Christmas album out a few years ago, and one of the songs on it was it was like a modern take on the nativity because obviously you know you know the old the old nativity story but i just wanted to bring it up like if jesus had been born today and and that's called jesus baby with a beard (laughs) what's the uh what's the story of that um yeah it's it's just it's just 
it's just a retelling of the nativity, but um, you know, all about little baby Jesus with his beard being born and and um, yeah. Where's he born? Happened? Cunt, can you tell us? Is he still? Is it Bethlehem or is he? Have you switched up the location? Can oh, let me, let me just run through it. Over two thousand years ago, when dinosaurs ruled the land. <laughs> A baby weave, a beard was born, and the baby became a man. That man who was born on Christmas Day, he seemed to have a plan. He said, I'm going to start a religion off and call it Christianity. No, no, I don't say where he's born. I mean, if you want to send over the the track, can we put a snippet of it on this this episode? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Let's uh, let's, let's plonk a bit of that on this episode then. A few people have said he's ripped off the theme tune from Jamie and the Magic Torch, but it's not. It's completely different. Jesus! Jesus! Jesus. Jesus. No. He's a baby with a beard. <laughs> Jesus! Jesus! Mary's sausage wallet. He just appeared. <laughs> oh, I can't recommend the video enough as well. Go and uh, go and check out the video. That there's a, there's a multitude of different. Are you? Do you play the three wise men, if I'm right, in that video? Well, do you know what? Yeah, the, the inspiration behind that was someone sent me a link to this bloke doing, I don't know, you know, like one of the, was it crazy little thing called Love or One of the Queen videos, where he done it all vocally, like Bobby McFerrin, done mm. all the parts, um, um, you know, like that. That's right, it's a bit too Rolf Harris, but, you know, that, that, that was a bit more Norman Collier. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought it'd be, it'd be a laugh if... I did a nativity video, but I played all the parts of it. So, um, Mike, uh, who does well. all the videos for us, uh, filmed us on a green screen and then just co- composited it all together. So I play the three wise men, the shepherds, Joseph, Jesus, Mary, uh, and God. You know, <laughs> it's a role that everyone wanted, isn't it? Absolutely. A lot of people said I made it my own. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! So, if uh, I mean, could we talk about? Is there a remix that will be out by now? What the the, uh, the Boris Johnson yeah. song? Yeah, um, I've I've put an um, yeah yeah. There, there's a remix that's out today, um, uh, done by fellow Essex musician Dan Lassac, and uh, featuring some vocals uh, from the lovely uh, glamorous model Carla Brown. Uh, oh also, really? Yeah. Also a fellow fellow Essex girl. Yeah, yeah, she was really fucking. She's been really ill, and uh, I dragged her off her deathbed and got <laughs> her to record record a vocal into her phone and send it over. This is the way we socially distance uh, record music nowadays. But yeah, yeah, she she done that. Dan's banged a remix out, That's and it's brilliant. going up going up today. Oh, amazing! So I, I guess uh, Dan obviously used to come to our our clubs and stuff. We 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 do it together over the years. And, yeah, uh, and he's kind of obviously, yeah, gone on and, and done what you know. Everyone, well, anyone that listens to this podcast obviously knows who Danny's. Um, so, so how did that come about? Did you just reach out to him. Um, we've, I don't know, we just kind of like you know, tweeted backwards and forwards over, you know, like just every every now and then, and uh, and um, yeah, yeah, where he tweeted about the um, tweeted about the Boris Johnson song. Um, I just ended up messaging him and, and spoke with him on the phone and, and he banged a remix out in an evening for us. That's Amazing. awesome. I look forward to hearing it. I haven't, I haven't heard it yet. And uh, I hope he just, I hope the message doesn't get lost in the remix. I've heard a rough cut of it and, and it feels like the message very much comes across. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that's going to be, that's going to be on Bandcamp only because there's just not enough time to kind of... Um, you know, because it's a real last minute thing, that's just going to be on Bandcamp. But all the links are um, up at my website, uh, www.borisjohnson.info. How did and you get that website? Plot spoiler the info about him is he's a fucking cunt. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'll just look to see what Boris Johnson ones were, were available. Seven ninety nine. fucking borisjohnson.info. Um, I might just sell it on after were, this. Were there, were, that's my fucking retirement plan. Was there any other ones that you was hoping were still available? I remember, do you ever remember, uh, what was that, Nathan Barley? And his one was trashbat.cock. Oh, fucking... Yes, look at that! <laughs> look at that! Yeah. That's amazing. My For anyone who's not seen the video... Ah, oh, it's brilliant. I'm, I'm, I'm getting my girlfriend to watch it. We've just seen episode three when he, uh, when he puts a bit of uh, reggae on and starts rapping while he's. Uh, <laughs> you want to see my R face? <laughs> <laughs> you drift off, and I'll have a scuff. Uh, that that fucking. <laughs> Honestly, when he said that the first time I heard that, I couldn't get my shit together for about a, you know an hour. It's just hysterical. Yeah, but yeah, uh, BorisJohnson.cock would have also been beautiful, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but I, when 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 uh, Stu told me that's the website you got, I thought, how the fuck has he not? Yeah, got well. Yeah, how no. have you got hold of that? And I guess as a political person, do you think of getting all the websites with your Definitely. name? Definitely. I bet. That'd I be bet the they're going to now. Every every <clears throat> political person will be buying up websites like something crazy now. I think. Do you know? Do you know what I think? <clears throat> I was speaking to Rich Wilson the other day, and um, he was saying now after. Um, we spoke about this before, I think, like, um, I, I did a sticker campaign in Edinburgh where instead of giving out flyers, gave out these cock stickers and people just stuck them all over the other comedians' posters and everyone ended up hating me, much like it's going to happen after this campaign. But, um, <laughs> <coughs> yeah, it's not about being popular, is it? It's about doing what you fucking want to do. Um, yes. And and But Rich, Rich said that after that year at Edinburgh, people changed the design of their posters and were just really careful not to have their mouth open or be bending over or, or laying spread <laughs> Doing that, holding their hand <laughs> out. Roland Keating didn't get the memo, did he? No, he missed a memo, didn't he? <laughs> no, so, fair, play, fair play to Roland. If he wants to ski with our baby, he can. So, <laughs> so, um, uh, so you've been on um, Inside the Membrane? Oh, yeah, yeah. Went on there the other day, yeah. How was I, that? I don't, I, don't think he's, I don't think he's out yet. But it's just much like this, just sat and had a sat and had a chat. He's a good, he's a good guy, Rich, isn't he? Just, yeah. just sat and had a chat. You don't oh. have to say that to fucking Stu, mate. Stu absolutely loves Rich. And the first podcast we did together, Stu's eye pupils just dilated, and I think he fell in love with uh, Rich a little bit. <laughs> Didn't you? I could see it happening. You pair of you started flirting and that, and you oh, kept good, on he's looking got a good head of air, hasn't he? Oh, so have I know. <laughs> I didn't mean uh, to make you jealous there, cunt. I didn't mean to make you jealous. Before we get on to uh, the, the, the next track, um, we should also point out that uh, in full, while, while we're talking retrospective, I guess, you know, whenever you think of like the 80s and, 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 and singles and that, you can't help but think of Relax and the furore it goes that Radio 1 banned it. Uh, yeah. You've been banned by Daytime Radio 1? Well, apparently so. No one's no one's told me it's been banned, but they, they won't play the song on there, even though I, I deliberately did a safe for work uh, sausage roll remix that was that was you know radio friendly, where it replaces you know the the swear words in the song with with, with the phrase sausage roll. But Radio One, uh, they did like a midweek chart countdown where we were at number nineteen, and it's gone up since then. But um, yeah, they, they refused to play it. They just said there's a song about Boris Johnson with so many bad words and we can't play it. Spoils, spoils. Ah, uh, spoils, spoils. They're blooming killjoys. 
They're ruining Christmas for everyone. Uh, <laughs> You're ruining Christmas. I've seen the papers. <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to be the Grinch that stole Christmas. I've, I see myself more like Father Christmas. I'm giving a gift to anyone that's fucking alternative. Anyone that thinks outside the box. Just, you know, it's, it's just a bit of fun and it's only a fucking laugh. It's only, it's only like, it's not even a minute of effing and jeffing. It's not that offensive. Well, exactly. Well, it's not just a minute on the Spotify play. This is 27 <laughs> hours of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we, uh, should we have another track? Number but, three. Yeah. Right. Number three. It, it was hard to choose the order of this top three. Um, but I'm going to go with this at number three. <clears throat> They're all quite obvious choices, uh, but Fairy Tale of New York. Yeah, which you know, which I, I I just think is a is is a fucking fantastic just, track, and it's just so well written. Again, like it's just it's catchy as fuck, and yeah, it's, it's a great song, man. You know, right. and, I, and I, I love love Kirst, love Kirsty McCall, uh, you know, and Shane, you know, he's a he's a one off, isn't he? Absolutely. I watched the um, I watched the Shane McGowan documentary night before last. Uh, the one that Julian Temple's made. And uh, I think it's on the BBC in January. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you can get it off of Prime for, like, two quid or whatever. And I watched it the other night. It's, like, two and a half hours, like, the story of Shane McGowan. And, obviously, they go right into fairy tale yeah. in New York. And that, that's it's an interesting watch, that. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely give that, give that yeah, a look. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, just that the whole kind of concept of what was going on in music in the, the kind of, you know mid 80s somehow the pogues playing traditional punked up irish folk music become this phenomenon and it's like it makes no sense really and uh, and how it's all blew up in the states obviously with all the you know the irish americans and uh yes yeah, well well worth a watch but i i think there's something nice about christmas is that first time when you're driving around and you hear fairy tale in new york for the first mm -hmm. time that year on the radio I do just think, oh, I like that. Yeah. And and, that, and just that line, I could have been someone, so could anyone. I just think yeah. that's fucking perfect, mm. that. Like, yeah, it's just... Yeah, uh, it's a cracker, isn't it? Yeah, I see, really I, I, I see... Um, uh, I went to see Morrissey at Ali Pally. Like, I, I suppose it must have been in the in the 90s. And Kirsty McCall was supporting. And uh, it was like a Christmas, you know, a Christmas gig. And you kind of see down the side when Kirsty McCall's on, you see Shane McGowan sat there swigging from a bottle of whiskey with his arm in plaster. And, you know, you think, oh, we're in for a fucking treat tonight. And uh, I mean, Kirsty McCall's got a banging fucking banging back catalogue. And, and they don't know he's one of my favourite songs oh, ever, you know, out, out of everything. But um, so she, she's kind of rat rattled off her, her hits. And, and then um, she's introduced Shane and he's kind of stumbled out onto the stage. And I'm not lying. He spent five minutes fucking around with a mic stand before in the end, like just kind of I was shouting at someone off stage and they just come and took it off him and he just held the mic. And his deliverance of it was barely legible, you, you know, <laughs> but it was fucking awesome. Like absolutely, you know, just well, one of them fucking mo gig moments that I just kind of look back on and think I was so lucky to be there. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, before we, we, we move on again, another um, person that I see uh, got behind it very early on um, was uh, kind of, I guess, anarchic marketing extraordinaire and, and a mutual friend of all of us, uh, Rage Against the Machine campaigner, John Malta. He, uh, he seemed to get excited about this. Yeah, I, I, had, a, <clears throat> I had a conversation with John. Um, yeah, you sort, of, you sort of knew John from, you know, from uh, he, he come and did a couple of, couple of uh, video bits with us you know back I suppose like nearly 10 years ago now and we've just kind of stayed in touch and and so when I was thinking of doing this I mentioned it to John and uh yeah he's just been kind of helping us out with a few little social media bits as as, as the week's gone on you know and, and giving us a bit of advice and uh you know on, on how to how to uh how to maximize things but um I've got to say like most of it has kind of happened just from people, you know, from people. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and people, I mean, I've, I've never known anything like it in terms of just the enthusiasm of people 
to to get this song out there. Like I, I put a I put a Facebook post up maybe October time, just saying hypothetically speaking, you know, if I was to do uh, release a song uh, at Christmas, calling the Prime Minister of this country two of the worst expletives you could you could think of, who'd be up for it? And it got the most likes and most shares out of anything that I've ever put on Facebook. You know, you think, we well, could have a chance here. But, you know, I never dreamed in my wildest fucking dreams that it would go like this, you know. Yeah. And I mean, Because you can the times, mate, <clears throat> and it's, it's, it's capturing how people are feeling right at this moment in time, isn't it? So, you know. I'm r- riding the shite ghost. I mean, I mean, it's a marketing dream, right? Like a couple of days after you release that record, he cancels Christmas. Oh no! I mean, like, is he in on it? Fair play, fair play. You know, people have said that he'll take a backhander for anything, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you'd think so. You'd you'd think that Malta's taps him up, wouldn't you? But um, um, no, I mean, like, obviously. It's fucking, it's fucking horrible, and you don't want to be cashing in on the fucking misery because you know I've, I've seen how it's affected my my family and friends to have have it, you know, to be given that fucking ray of hope, that light at the end of the tunnel that you can see your family for a few days over Christmas, and with five days to go, have it taken away from you, like you know, we've like we've we've been in fucking tears about it, and and you just you know, and that's that's the same all around the country. I just, you know, yeah, it's 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 just it's just an horrible it's an horrible thing, you know. And I, I kind of get he's damned if he does and he's he's damned if he don't. But I do think that they could have just handled that better. They, knew, they think... knew a long time ago, mate. This new strain. My my brother works in hospitals. He was telling me about this six weeks ago. But the thing is, I think what they're trying to do is what he always does: is just tell people what they want to hear. And to hell with the consequence, you know, and we'll deal with that later. And then the shit's all come on top, and it, and and they've had to fucking do it. And um, yeah, could, yeah. I mean, he's damned if he does, he's damned if he don't. But he's he's the bloke in charge, so he's the one accountable for all this. Exactly. So, like me, me and Stu went to see went to see Billy Bragg, and that's the first time I've ever 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 seen him. Stu took us along to see him in Cambridge, and when we eventually got the right venue, Stu <laughs> took us to the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 had to fucking drive halfway across town up like after he after he was on stage because Stuart fucking took us to the corn exchange when the gig was at the junction. <laughs> but that aside, when we got there, like he was talking a lot about just accountability and just being accountable for your actions. And and you know, I know I'm going to be able to account for this afterwards. But Boris Johnson, he's running the country. Yeah. So he's got to be accountable for all these decisions because ultimately the fucking buck stops. The buck stops with him. The, the, the buck does stop with him, mate. And you know, and I, I do try. try he to wanted be that job as balanced as possible. Yeah, totally. And and you're right. There, there is like a there is no perfect working solution. But the buck stops with him. And there were many other decisions that could be could have been made over the last six months that would have saved a fucking lot of lives. And yeah. ultimately, that does that does rest with him. And you do take advice from you do have to listen to your advisors and whatnot. But you know, choose your advisors carefully as well. And yeah. uh, and, and 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 I think that that also is part of the issue there. And again, all of that is still something that is within his domain of control. And so he does have to take some responsibility. That's part of, unfortunately, the role of being prime minister. I don't want that job my fucking self. And yeah, it's, it must be difficult, but. Still, yeah, it does. It does. The buck does stop with him, mate. Do you reckon your hair's more ridiculous than Boris's, cunt? No. <laughs> no, I don't. No, no, I don't. Oh, someone did a fucking someone did a hair swap on on Twitter <laughs> with with me and Boris, and weirdly, like him with my hair looks like me in about 20 years time because <laughs> obviously I've got a very youthful face you know but being in my in mid, mid, early to mid 30s I, I would have a much younger face than of him course. Wouldn't I? Yeah. yeah for sure oh dear um number two uh number two I, I really struggled with getting these two in order and I think I'm going to have to go 
number two is um, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. It's, it's my number two. It's my number two. If your number one is my number one, I'm, that's made my Christmas. It's absolutely my number two, mate. It's my number two. <laughs> is it really? That's fucking, that's scary that it's all our number twos. What, so <laughs> why is it your number two? And Right. I fucking hate Mariah Carey. <laughs> Right, I think she's terrible. Like, yeah. I, I'm all about, you know. Obviously, if I could sing like her, I'd probably think she was brilliant. Yeah. But, you know, I'm I'm Bernard Sumner from New Order. You know, I'll just I'll, I'll fucking I'll fucking do a job with a tune, right? Mariah Carey, she uses forty thousand notes when one will fucking do. Yeah. Like, just service the song. It's not about. For, oh, I hate all this fucking wobbling around it. No, fuck off. I hate it. Like, I just like a pop song with we, you know. Just one note for every fucking word. That's all you need. You know, it's like the best of Bizarre Love Triangle, fucking Enola Gay. Like, you know, see you by Depeche Mode. One fucking note per one fucking word. You don't need any more ratio. It's the right ratio. Um, I forget, I've gone on a rant now, haven't I? But, um, you you want to stop getting up at five o'clock in the morning, mate. You're oh, tired, no. aren't you? I'm oh, so tired. How many coffees you had? <laughs> oh, no, none. That's the problem. It's just a very, very emotional time for me. I, I do agree, though, uh, on that note warbling thing. My mum and dad have complained about it since forever as well. They're like, I don't understand. She's got such a good voice. She ruins it with uh, the yeah. warbling. I'm like, yeah. <clears throat> I walked down to the, the within to record this, and on the telly, it was a Mariah Christmas something where she was on stage with Ariana Grande and I think her name's Jennifer Hudson. And they were doing some, the three of them have all obviously got very, very big sounding voices. And and she was literally doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Like that really, really high pitched thing. Um, What was amazing then? Yeah. Yeah. It was just Fucking terrible. Oh, uh, I've had a note just pop up on my uh, computer. Set up professional audio in audio settings. <laughs> That's literally just popped up on my screen. Because you were screaming. <laughs> Let me just cancel that. That's, a, that's, that's, a one, that's one for the wank bank, though. Mariah Carey and Ariana Grande. I don't, I'm don't. i not familiar with Kate Hudson, but I'll be watching that. Music Jennifer Hudson, today. I think. Jennifer Hudson. Do you know what though? Um, this year, so it's been my it's been my number two for a long, long time, and um, this year I'm I'm not kidding. The ratio's changed a bit, but for the first like three weeks that Christmas music started, that song was played. The ratio was fifty percent. I heard that song, then I'd hear another song, and everywhere I go, all I want for Christmas follow me around. And it's all right because I've learned with Christmas songs, I've become numb. But unlike normal songs where they can wear on me a little bit, I'm so used to repetition of Christmas music, it doesn't faze me. But even I was like, fuck me. Every time I've heard one song, I've then heard All I Want for Christmas. And then I hear another song, then I hear All I Want for Christmas. It's, yeah, it's been a bit mad. Like, she's yeah. pushed it quite hard. I think they put a new a new video out as well for it, didn't they? She redone the old one. And... Oh, right. Well, I, I, I saw that Bruno Brooks... Uh, waxing lyrical about it on BBC Breakfast and, and managed to kind of get some edits of the footage and use it for my own for my own video sound. I think this would be a really great Christmas number one. It just really deserves it. Have you edited that? Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't I seen think, this. I, I need I to see this. Because me, me and Stu had a bit of previous with Bruno Brooks, didn't we? Yeah. 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 Back, back in the day. Yeah. Um. um I, I, I did just want to did just want to say, um, I just uh, you know I had a big rant about Mariah Carey, but I just think it's it's a fantastic song and Brilliant. she doesn't murder it. It's just it's just a lovely lovely uh, it's, it's a lovely song with a really good art and 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 it's a list song as well, which I always really like. Just a big big list of things with a central premise, uh, which I fucking which I fucking love. Never yeah, thought of it's, it like it's that. Definitely, it definitely gets me pumped up for Christmas. That's the big thing. Like all the, like I think eighties and seventies and eighties Christmas tunes did this really well too. Like your wizards and your slaves. It just gets me pumped up. Like I can't wait to. I, I, I get a bit. I can get overexcited. And it's got that. The, it's got that. It's got that bouncy. Um, yeah. Filter it that that wizard and and, and Slade have got and um, 
and and it's just he's he's of the quality of them them standards that we've heard since we was kids. And I don't think there's actually been many many Christmas songs that have hit that high standard that that your wizards and your slides, um, you know, set in in the kind of seventies. Mm, absolutely. Um, so should we uh, should we discuss the top spot because we're fast approaching the hour? Oh, how you don't? Yeah. Um, so no, me number one uh, is Jonah Lewis. Stop the cavalry. Tune. Yeah. Nice. Sorry if that don't concur with you, Chris. What was your number one? Uh, it's E seventeen. Say another day. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to throw mine in there um, as Greg Lake. I wish there was home this Christmas. Yeah, I, I just only like that little bit that the cunt just sung. That's my favourite bit. But I will say, it, if I thought it was an actual Christmas song, Power of Love by Frankie will be my number one because I think that's fucking incredible. But oh, it's, it's a cracking song. So sorry, good. Is it a Christmas song though? But it was a song that was out at Christmas, like Stay Another Day. It's not a Christmas song, but it's a song that was out at Christmas and he's completely synonymous with Christmas and gives you all those same feelings that the Christmas songs do because it was out at that time of year. Yeah. But there, there's no, there's, you know, do, do you agree with that, Chris? It's oh, absolutely. I think that if you, like, if, if, I, if I was strict with it, I, pro- I, I wouldn't I wouldn't pick it but I like t- talking about being synonymous I can't help but link it to sort of like it was just growing out of like the, my childhood sort of like fascination with Christmas and moving into a sort of like my uh, later teens and dating and uh, or, or slow dancing with girls at, at, at youth clubs and stuff like that which weren't my late teens that was my like my early to mid but I that just is. loved it All right, yeah. Yeah, and I just got like many a great memory of having like slow dances with girls at Christmas bashes at school and stuff like that at Christmas, and therefore that plus the big white jackets that they wear equal Christmas number one. But uh, yeah, it's not really strictly speaking, you know. No, it's not. It's it's not strictly a Christmas song, and I think if I had recorded it, I would have called it "Stay Till Boxing Day." Yeah, clever. Drop them a memo, mate. Drop them a memo. Let's hope. Oh, no. <laughs> I reckon. Uh, I, I, I just still to this day, I've never met anyone else that ever saw when Take That done that comeback, when they first done their comeback. And obviously, they made this ITV TV show where they all sat in a room together and it was all hyped up to create this a moment where, like, you know, they were going to get back together and. And it obviously proved, a, you know, a ridiculously big commercial success. Swiftly followed by a replica done by E17, and no one remembers that. Did, have you? Did you see it come? No, I didn't. No. It's just the no, greatest thing we've, ever. We've talked. We've talked about it. It's so good. Like just that. That whole thing of like, you know, Terry's roofing, uh, and. Brian's living with his girlfriend's mum and then it just cuts to Tony Mortimer in this fuck-off mansion. He's <laughs> <laughs> just multi-millionaire. And it's just like, obviously the rest of them are desperate to get E17 back together. Tony can't bear the thought of being back in a room with Brian. And then this whole documentary leads up to this meeting with a record label to, to you know, sign them again and put them out. And, like, and begrudgingly, Tony goes along. And they all walk in and then like literally five minutes later, you see Mortimer walking back out there, shaking his hand where he's just punched Brian in the meeting. <laughs> just like, I'm fucking done. <laughs> just fucking brilliant. Needless to say, three, I think it was about a month later, uh, Terry, John and Brian were, were, were doing uh, Tots nightclub in Southend. And I think Tony was still sitting in his mansion counting his oh, rolls. Oh, fucking <laughs> rough, isn't it? Did yeah. uh... Did the, is that on YouTube then? Or I'm not sure. It was on like ITV. It was like, a, you know, I think they were just trying to do that whole kind of thing that they've done with, with Take That. And, and Yeah. But obviously, I guess people remembered Take That more fondly. Why hasn't Barlow had a Christmas hit? I'm sure he must. He must have tried, but it must have just yeah. been shot. Like, but the thing is, I think if you, if you cynically try and write a Christmas hit, mm. it, don't, it don't happen, you know. Mm. 
I haven't done that with any, any of my Christmas ones. You know, they've all come naturally, you know. I'll get messages from John Lennon, though, so, you know, I'm just cheating in a way. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. How's yeah, that work? Uh, well, just like, you know, when I'm in that kind of semi-sleep state, like lucid dreaming, Lennon comes and just gives me these melodies and words and that. Wow. Yeah, I've never man. mentioned it before because I don't like to make a big thing about it. Is this a, is this a world exclusive then? Well, I suppose it is, but, you know, I don't, I don't want to make a big thing about it, you know, because I don't want people to buy my records just because it's John Lennon writing. Yeah, up. just because he's speaking through you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, look, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're nearly at the, 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 the I'm, top I'm, spot. I'm merely the vessel. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't mean, before we just wrap up, what, what, just go over your number one and why it made you, makes your number one as well, mate. Because we sort of um, talked about E17 instead. Yeah, yeah. So stop the cavalry. It's just one of them ones that I remember from being a little kid, and it just gives me that Christmas gives me that Christmas feeling. You know, like you said about Fairy Tale and New York, Joe. When when you hear it on the radio, it just gives me that gives me that Christmas feeling. And I think Jonah Lou is just a fucking cool bloke. Like yeah. you know, I, I like I like. Lots of the stuff, because obviously you know I'm a big Madness fan, and because of them, kind of investigated a lot of stuff that was on Stiff, and they had Kirsty McCall, you know, and and, uh, and Elvis Costello was there and thereabouts when he like, and uh, and you know, yeah, it's just a kitchen at parties. I think it's an absolute fucking banger. Yeah, just uh, and stop the cavalry. It's just one of them, one of them fucking nice Christmas memories for us. Did Costello produce Fairy Tale in New York? Oh, I don't know, because he produced. Rum, Sodomy and the Lash, and he produced, because he ended up marrying uh, Catelyn from the Pogues. Um, I say I don't know any of this. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 she left the Pogues not long after that, but she, yeah, she married Elvis Costello, and he produced he produced quite a lot of stuff. I don't know. I think he produced Fairy Tale in New York. Like, this is guesswork. I need to just check that. But uh, I can confirm he did. No, he's, he, he did. No, yeah. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. <laughs> I forgot this is just what happens. <laughs> this is it. This is our country's run now. <laughs> Total guesswork. Yeah, I Come think on. we just need to move on from that. Uh... <laughs> oh no, um, Steve Lillywhite produced it, and obviously, oh. but my right in saying he was married to Kirsty McCall. I do stop throwing these things out there, Stu. We've got to wrap this up now. Not you keep on guessing about... He was. It was, fucking... pro- it was produced by Steve Lillywhite and he was married to Kirsty McCall. Okay. There you let, go. Let that be a lesson to Some everyone. Some nerdy facts for you there. Cunt, thank you so much for spending an hour talking um, Christmas number ones and talking about your, your, your own uh, wonderful tune. Um, Thanks very much. Listening. Boris Johnson.info. Johnson.info. Yep. It'll also, be like your last opportunity to buy it when, when this is released. And if you can't buy it, how do they how do they um, get behind it on Spotify? What's the way of, of getting the chart positions higher via that? Um, so if you go on Spotify, there's a 27-hour playlist of Boris Johnson is a fucking cunt. You can stream that and um, stream it with the... Uh, if you don't want the volume up for 27 hours, you know, it might get a little wearing. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, stream it with headphones in or the volume down but don't mute it because if you mute it don't count but I'd say if you can and if, you, if you've got a couple of quid spare just go and download the various versions of it from iTunes or Amazon because every one you buy they get the sales get combined for the main chart on Christmas Day well, even if it's the remix or something like that even the remixes see this is the loophole in the charts and I think this is something that they're going to end up changing after this week, is you can have any amount of versions of the same song and they all count together for the main chart. Right. Um, yeah, so that this, is, this is sort of how, how we've done it. Wonderful. BorisJohnson.info. Can't, I can't wait. When do we find out? Christmas Day? Christmas Day, between two and four, the charts are. Amazing. I've just I've just got this picture of Boris Johnson sat there. He's having a Zoom with his various kids, like twenty of them all around the country. They go, oh, I wonder what's going to be Christmas number one this year. I hope it's Mariah Carey. And uh, oh, oh dear, oh, oh dear. <laughs> I think we better move on. <laughs> it's a drunken soiree in the within.
Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.